This is exactly right. And hello. And welcome to My Favorite Murder. The Minisode. Where we read you your shit. Um, these are your stories of true crime. The ones you grew up with. The ones you experienced first. The ghost stories that your mom won't stop talking about. Things that happen in your family that are big secrets that aren't anymore. Really funny, weird shit you found in walls. Other stories that have nothing to do with true crime. Um, this is a random minisode about yeah. whatever we decide. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Because I'm just chomping at the Oh, point. I love it. It's great when we're reading these and then one of us, like, read them to ourselves to, to find out which ones we're going to tell and one of us starts cracking up. Yes. It's like, yay, this is going to be fun. <laughs> and it happens a lot. The subject line in this is the chainsaw chicken. Fuck yeah. Hi, Georgia, Karen, Steven, and furry podcasters. No, absolutely not. Love it. My hometown murder isn't exactly a murder, but it's pretty freaking crazy, and I feel like you'll both enjoy it. I grew up in a small town outside of Portland, Oregon. When I was in middle school, a string of unexplained acts of vandalism shook my little town to mm. its core. For several weeks, under the cover of night, a mysterious individual would take a chainsaw <gasps> and cut down various trees and utility poles, <laughs> <laughs> causing them to land on nearby country roads and even fall across the town's main four-lane highway, <gasps> familiar to many as Highway 26. The perpetrator always evaded capture, and the trees and utility poles often would cause power outages across the whole rural countryside. Oh, my God. My friend's older sister even drove her car head on <gasps> into a fell tree because she didn't notice it in time. <gasps> That's what I was going to say. That was super dangerous. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. It says in parentheses, don't worry, she survived with minor injuries. Ay vey. The individual was nicknamed the Chainsaw Chicken by the town <laughs> and the local news sta stations. I know. Super catchy. I love it. <laughs> Uh, finally, the vandalizer, uh, is that a word in parentheses, was arrested and turned out to be none other than a boy from my middle school. What? <laughs> oh, you little fucking shit. Who Go to your room. <laughs> who was a couple grades younger than wow. me. Wow. He would use his family's chainsaw and disappear into the night. Oh, my God. Possibly committing these crimes as some kind of outlet. I really didn't know him that well, but he always seemed to be pretty quiet, but kind and unfortunately rather friendless. After Aww. his arrest, he disappeared in the juvenile detention system. Ugh. For all I know, he could be out of juvie by now. I would hope so. But like I said, this all happened in middle school, which was like eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for your time. And always remember to stay sexy and don't hang out with chainsaws or chickens. Bye, Maddie. Oh, my God. What if he's like a forester now or like works for the utility company? Whatever he's doing now, I need him to know that I'm in love with him. Yeah. The spirit, the audacity it takes to get up in the middle of the night and grab your parents' chainsaw. I mean, just wreaking <laughs> havoc. Just fucking. What a little shit. The loudest yeah. havoc yeah. he could wreak. And how do you not get caught? He's a super genius. Like, yeah. you're you're taking down an electrical pole what and you dick. seem to get away before anyone spots you. And or then suddenly you're a 12 year old, <laughs> like out of the blue. It's just like, boom, I'm 12. Fuck you, motherfucker. I'm 12, bitches. <laughs> Do you think he rode around on his tit, like on his BMX yes. bike with the chainsaw around like a, like a guitar yes. on his back? Yes. I love him so much. What's his name? I bet it's like 
It's Jimmy. Derek? Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. It's something with a Y. Yeah. It's Jimmy. It's, yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. Or like, uh, Cody. Cody. That's a Cody move. That's such a Cody move. Taking a, a chainsaw. Cody, to- you little shit. Cody, Cody your room. Cody. God damn it, Cody. Cody has like six other brothers, so he has no choice. It's oh, just yeah. like, well, I get beaten up every day, so I need to take a chainsaw this is or something. The only thing I can do to get any. I, I can't tell you how many times in my childhood I wanted to take a chainsaw to everything in the town. Because of your sister, Laura. <laughs> go to your fucking room. Laura, All right. you made me. This is a found in walls story. Oh, shit. Which we always love. It's a pretty good one. Okay. Hi, MFM crew. My husband is a contractor in Seattle. Oh, these are all uh, Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver, Vancouver stories since we're going to be there this weekend for live shows. We're teeing it up. What's up? Uh, <laughs> what's up? My husband is a contractor in Seattle and recently started working on a new project renovating a commercial space that is on a busy road in town. Yes. He began demolishing the walls and noticed few odd small vials fall out of one. Oh. The vials are pinky sized, clear, and with some white powdery residue inside. Okay. They are also very old. <laughs> old cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Just, per- Just cocaine. aged to perfection. Aged cocaine. cocaine. Oh, this tastes like a 1912. Oh, yes. Mm. In the Basque region of France. <laughs> <laughs> a few of the vials have labels that are still intact and very clearly legible and say, quote, the name is Zonators. My husband immediately thought it was some th- something meant to go in a nose to stop nosebleeds, like mm. cocaine. Oh, yeah. Um, but as he found one with a complete label, he realized he was wrong. These are old school vaginal suppositories. What? Then it says WTF. That's, <laughs> that is correct. I work at a nearby clinic and he rushed over to show everyone and we had a good time speculating about what they did for the vagina and more importantly, why they'd be in a wall. Perhaps the space used to be a pharmacy, a medical clinic, a brothel, some old gal's secret stash. A quick internet search gave us more info about what, but not why. According to the National Museum of American History, these date back to the mid-50s and were meant as a feminine hygiene deodorizing product. Man, the shit that women are supposed to put up their pussies. It's not good. It's never good. It's bad for you. The main ingredient was chloramine, which is no longer used on or in our bodies as it is similar to chlorine. Oh, no. Then there's one exclamation mark in parentheses. And can cause tumors to grow. It sounds like these Poor women were bleaching their vaginas. Here's a copy of the vintage ad we found stating. Are you ready for this? Yes. The only vaginal support system for feminine hygiene. Zonators completely deodorizes. They keep your person so dainty and feminine. A blessing to fastidious young wives. Oh, oh my god. No. I work with women in my I work with women in my clinic so we all thought it was pretty fitting a pretty fitting find. I have a couple of the vials now on display in my office and I giggle every time I see them. Thanks for keeping me entertained on my commutes. Stay sexy and keep your vag dainty, <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> really, just keep it as dainty as possible. I I honestly wanted you and was hoping to god you were going to say it was like cod liver oil or some old-fashioned like that you terrible medicine i mean oh yeah just the idea that it was bleach is so fucking tragic i know, I know. it's disgusting yeah motherfuckers god damn it god the patriarchy go to your fucking room <laughs> get out of there go to your room with cody take what, cody bleach your t- fucking system fucking cut you down with a <laughs> chainsaw motherfuckers <laughs> No wonder I take a chainsaw to every goddamn light pole in my 
tiny country town. Okay. The subject line of this one is, my dad kicked Paul Snyder out of a bar. Hi, all. Everyone's great. On to the story. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Perfect. My dad was born in Vancouver. In his 20s, he worked and played a lot in the more infamous bars and nightclubs, like the Marble Arch and the Number Five Orange. Oh, that's a good. Those name. sound. Those sound like they're a fun time. That's a real cigarette holder kind of a place. Yeah, those are. Uh, they got jazz cigarettes there. <laughs> Let's go get baked at the Number Five Orange. Absolutely. Um, he was a bartender for many years before me and my siblings. Before me and my siblings came along. Sorry. <laughs> I asked him if he'd ever had a break. Had to break up a movie style bar brawl. He did. That's how he met my mom. Oh, that's hilarious. And awesome. And if he'd ever had to kick anyone famous out, his answer, I nearly got glassed by that a-hole who killed Dorothy Stratton. Of course, being a murderino, my ears pricked up and I asked for more details. Paul Snyder, the eventual estranged husband and murderer of Canadian playmate and actress Dorothy Stratton, was once a regular on the Vancouver night scene. (gasps) My dad didn't know him, but said that no one seemed to actually like him. No, he was a piece of shit. Everyone knows. I bet his mom did. Okay. (laughs) Despite this, um, I actually started this book about her and it goes into detail of wow. what he was like. And he is like the guy. Well, I'll read this because she, her dad knows best. Okay. Um, my dad didn't know him. Oh, <laughs> my dad didn't know him, but said that no one seemed to like him. Despite this, he had connections and access, so maybe they couldn't get rid of him. Uh-huh. I'm kind of picturing a Canadian Begbie from Trainspotting. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. According to my dad, he had a reputation for trying to pick up girls in bars and clubs and sometimes add them to his stable of sex workers that he kept kept as a small-time pimp. Mm. He was even known to wear a long fur coat. Um, One night, Snyder was at a club my dad worked at, and he was being super loud and obnoxious. My dad finally had enough and asked him to leave, but instead, Snyder tried to break a glass Mm. across my dad's head. A bunch of people jumped in and helped my dad get him out. The woman Snyder had been trying... Uh, to get to leave with him, thank my dad and offered him some cocaine and thanks <laughs> as thanks. My dad is full of crazy stories like this. He said that when he and his friends heard that Dorothy Stratton had been killed, they, like many others in the community, felt a sense of guilt and loss. Aww. Like they'd let their little sister get eaten by the big bad wolf. Aww. Oh, that's fun. Anyways, thanks for reading. I'm so excited to see you in Vancouver in a few weeks and my boyfriend is flying in from England to see you too. England? GM Jill. Bloody old <laughs> Bloody old Oh, oh, well, oh, well. England, go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we haven't recorded in a while. It's been a while. We're bloody old England. We forgot how to do this. <laughs> There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash 
slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines and June's journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Let's see here. This Um, is what people come for is the impression. (laughs) Right. (laughs) To be sent to their room. (laughs) Okay, this one I think is the funniest one I've ever read. Okay. Okay, ready. This is called, (laughs) this is called uh, The Haunted Flip Phone. (laughs) Perfect beginning. (laughs) Hi, ladies and Steven. Oh. Uh, Just a really quick story I had all but forgotten until, uh, forgotten forever until it reappeared in my memory bank late last night in bed when I should have been sleeping. In the early 2000s, I was a preteen and very excited when I got my first flip phone, mostly just to call my family members and one friend every few weeks. I remember receiving a text randomly from my mom one day that said, Terry is dead now. And Terry spelled (laughs) T-E-R-Y. 
I was so confused and asked my mom and she said she definitely did not send that and had no idea who Terry was. For weeks, my sister and I were so freaked out trying to figure out who Terry was and we were so worried she died or some and some creepy ghost or murderer texted me and I was the only one who knew. I even thought of telling the police in this case in case a woman named Terry had turned up dead and I held a missing clue. Maybe this uh, maybe this is the beginning of my true crime fascination. I laid in bed every night for weeks, so worried that Terry was dead and no one knew but me and the flip phone ghost might return to haunt my text messages. <laughs> to me, it seemed like months like this went by. Maybe it was days. My memories are a little skewed from back then. Mm-hmm. Finally, one day after talking about dead Terry again, my mom suddenly had an epiphany. She looked at her old text messages in her flip phone and started cracking up. She exclaimed, that she had solved the Terry mystery. She showed us a text message that was supposed to uh, be sent to me that said, my battery is dead now. Somehow the my <laughs> bat part had been cut off and suddenly the biggest mystery of my life was solved. <laughs> Shitty cell service has created the most creepy text that haunted my dreams. Not a ghost or a murderer. Terry was not dead. All was well in the world. <laughs> That's all. Love you guys and can't wait to see you in Portland. I'm dragging my non-murderino friend along so please tell very disturbing stories and freak the fuck out of her. Love, Samantha. Oh my god. <laughs> Terry is, Terry is dead, dead now. now. I didn't send that. I deny everything. <laughs> also, Terry is such a specific. It's like a British man from the seventies. Yeah, T E R Y. It's like you can picture it. Yeah. Okay. This is similar. This is similar, but um, it's the subject line is deathbed confession, lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> no, Georgia Karen not. Stephen Petz. Three years ago, my mom was in the last stages of dying of cancer. In the last week, she told me she had a confession to make that she had kept a secret from me for almost 30 years. Oh, my God. I was expecting some sort of tragic accident or I was adopted or something. No. When I was a kid, I wrote a letter to the Lucky Charms people that I had gotten a box of cereal with almost no marshmallows. The company sent me an apology letter and a coupon for a free box. My mom admitted to me that she had actually eaten all the marshmallows, but hadn't wanted to admit it for 30 years. (laughs) Can't wait to see you in Vancouver in October. Elizabeth. Oh my God. And that she had, she couldn't pass on without admitting she it. She had to tell her the truth about the lucky charm. That is the sweetest, most adorable thing I'd oh. ever. And then she's like, and you're adopted too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Everyone needs to have a deathbed confession that's like, well, also fun. don't save them for the deathbed. Yeah. It's how funny would that have been? I mean, like, it's still hilarious, no, it's, but it's like, it also, you know what it is? It paints a picture of what her mom was like. Yeah. Cause I immediately was like, I bet you she's one of those moms. She probably didn't over she was like zoned out in the kitchen yeah and started doing it and then caught herself and was freaked out yeah and then the next morning her daughter was like why are there any and like her daughter freaked out about it and like wrote a letter and like and she just had to stand there going i, I don't know. know it's crazy there's no marshmallows well, you know what you have to do in a situation like this <laughs> you have to stand up for yourself you stand up for yourself and you let those people know how unfair it is her name is cody with an eye cody you need to write a letter Go to your room. Uh, send us your funny, weird, fucked up shit. Deathbed confessions great. are great. I lo- I want to know more. Ugh. They don't have to be good. They can just be like that one. Yes, exactly. They don't. Ha- well, they don't have to be like juicy. Right. I didn't mean good, as in like. Yeah, I'm not calling you, Cody. I'm sorry. Okay? <laughs> Look, Cody. Um, it's Elizabeth. Elizabeth. I'm sorry. Elizabeth. I called you Cody. Cody is the code name for. Uh, the Destructos. Cody's short for Elizabeth, isn't it? Yes, um, that's what... <laughs> up in the North Northwest. <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest, they do things a little differently. They do things weird. 
Send um, us your letters. My favorite murder at Gmail. We want to just hear anything weird and funny. Yeah. And we can't wait to come and see you, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. The home of all murders. <laughs> um, stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, want a cookie? Goodbye.